You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 328. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 328. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, baby. Hey, love. How are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love all of our little behind-the-scenes podcast rituals. It's pretty fun. You're fun. I am really pumped. This is our inaugural episode. Inaugural. Inaugural <laughs> episode all around how to make epic shit happen in 2020. Oh, 2020, baby. I think I've been doing this since 2016. So really? I think, yeah, I think this is so like- is our- Fourth, fourth or fifth, I can't remember. But I had started doing this as a way to help people gear up and plan for the new year because there are there are a handful of things that I think tend to thwart our progress and what we want to achieve. Yeah. And I thought, why not create an awesome planning guide? So first item of business before we even jump in, you will definitely want to have your free planning guide as you go through this episode. So print it off. That's right. You can get it at thejoyjunkie.com slash 328, which is the show notes page for this episode. You'll see a button where you can just click on it and it'll come directly to your email. And you will want to have that. This episode will be beneficial even if you don't, but you will definitely need to go back again to kind of understand and see what exactly what I'm talking about because is I'm going to be. Is that a free shit? Is it? Is that it? A- I think that's a free shit alert you're talking about, right? We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. That's right. It (laughs) was definitely a free shit alert. And you'll want to have that with you because that's what we're going to be using as we go through today. And... Yeah, so lots of exciting things coming up. I I love doing this episode because I feel this palpable sense of excitement and fervor for the new year and kind of the the shedding of old and the adoption of new. Absolutely. It's just a fun energy that you can't quite replicate other than this time of the year. It's true. It's true. It's just just another day, really, right? Right. But it's weird. It's just this turning of the calendar – um, you know, it's the baby new year. That's right. It's time to kind of plan for another 365. That's right. Which is kind of cool. And if you're a planner, right. you love this it's shit. It's great, right? Yes. But if you're not a planner. Then you're screwed. <laughs> then you need to listen to this podcast. That's right. So be <laughs> sure to have this planning guide. It's about six pages. There's tons of room to journal, tons of room to take stock on things. But I do have a couple of announcements. One of the things that I wanted to let you know that I'm really, really excited about, I've talked about it a couple of weeks on the pod here, but I'm starting another brand new podcast with my very best friend, uh, Andrea Owen, over at Your Kick-Ass Life. And we are doing, it's kind of a hybrid of, dare I say, comedy and- (laughs) Dare I say. Dare I say. Comedy and self-help. It's definitely a self-help podcast. It's called 
Not another self help podcast. But it's a self help podcast. That's it's right. another self help podcast. It's kind of <laughs> it, it is. That's exactly what it is, and it's two parts essentially. The first. First 15, 20 minutes, we'll be just talking about short stories, anecdotes from our lives, really funny things that have happened to us and things that about like midlife that we're kind of grappling with that I think the only way to deal with them is through humor. And then this, I mean, you have to or else you'll be fucking depressed. (laughs) (laughs) And then the second piece of the show is uh, advice. And we've had a ton of ton of you actually submit questions for us to discuss on the show. And we're right now deciding once it launches, if we're going to do a second season, we just we really genuinely doing it for fun and as a kind of a passion project. But if you have questions that you would like for us to sound off on and it's something that you would want us definitely to have a second season, go to notanotherpod.com and you'll see an opportunity to let us know what what we can help you with. How can we help you? How can we help you? That's right. (laughs) So good. So free shit alert. Make sure that you mark your calendars because here's the deal with Not Another Self-Help Podcast. It launches on all major platforms on January 3rd. We're only going to do eight episodes, so it's going to be a smaller season, uh, but they will be released every Friday. But you will definitely want to make sure whatever podcast app you listen to or use most frequently that you subscribe because that will be the only way that you'll make sure that you are privy to all of the new hmm. episodes, which you're not going to want to miss them because we do have some some funny stories about <laughs> Mr. Smith. and No, you don't. Yes, we do. I'm not funny. I'm not a funny person at all. You're I, funny to talk about. I have, yeah, I'm funny to talk about. <laughs> I will give you that. No, I think you're really quite witty. But we, we've we had a blast recording it and had, have had such a fun time. So we really hope you enjoy it coming out to January 3rd. But, One three, baby. Yes. So instead of uh, jumping right into all of the planning right now, why don't we just loosen things up a little bit with, with your little hot segment? Yeah, now that we have the, the, the announcement portion, right. let's go into a little segment we like to call... Would you rather... And this is a no-nonsense part of our show. Oh, is it? Actually, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. Yeah, it's nothing, no, we, nothing but nonsense. No, we have some pretty it's, sensical it's, stuff at It's the nonsensical. End. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> all right. Would you rather become allergic to your favorite food? Oh, no. What's your favorite food? My first thought was the Holiday JoJo's from nah, Trader your Joe's. chocolate. Just, oh, just that broad? Yeah. It can't favorite be- food is chocolate. Generally speaking, your favorite food is chocolate. Probably. probably. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That one hits you hard just now. Yeah. Or become allergic to animals. Oh, baby. It's a rough one this time. You're killing me. Um, I'd probably say chocolate. And I'll tell you why. Tell me why. Because I could still have something like caramel. You could? Or mint. Yeah. I love mint ice cream. Yeah. So there's there's other sweets I could indulge other in. Other options, yeah. And I do feel like it'd be better for me to not consume as much sugar and and chocolate is my go-to. Yeah, yeah. My gateway <laughs> to hell. To hell. But animals on the other hand are so incredibly beneficial to my spirit. Absolutely. And they light up my energy. They're just so much better for my health. 
I could not. I would take all the antihistamines and like load my ass up <laughs> and still go be around them, even if I blew up with a ton of hives. Because or... you will, you will light up a petting zoo. That's right, petting zoo makes me lose my ever loving mind. Zoo. <laughs> yeah, I lose my my mind in in petting zoos. As long as everyone's taken care of properly, I think that's, that's the caveat. That's right. That's right. I will not support organizations that don't. So my favorite food is probably Thai food. Is it? Yeah. You don't have Thai food every week. No, but I love it. It's my favorite. Really? It's definitely my favorite, yeah. So I'm going to say... I feel like that's a little bit of a... You think so? What would you say my favorite food is? You're hard because you like everything. Right. And Thai food is my favorite. <laughs> okay. I'm not... You uh... know you, I guess. <laughs> Better than I do. All so of a sudden. I'm gonna say I'm gonna be allergic to typhoon. That's hard to even say. Um, <laughs> typhoon. Typhoid. Typhoid. Typhoon. I'm gonna say yeah, because animals are just. I can't live without animals. Really? Yeah. I because I feel like I'm like that more than you are. I like but you grow up with animals. Snuggle. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like a lot of them, like horses and goats and cows, cows and pigs and, and, and yeah. Yeah. Ducks. You all know. of the ones. We had it all. Wow. Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm super jealous. But okay, we want to hear what you would rather and we talk about it every single week over in our after hours community. After hours. Good job. You're back on track. <laughs> He, he had an epic fail I was off last, last week. week. I was off. I was yeah. <laughs> I had to show up this week. Yeah. You got to really rally. So we have a private Facebook group. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours. It's specifically for this podcast audience. And it's just a really positive, amazing corner of the internet. And we'll put a link in the show notes. It's very simple to get there. It's thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Redirects you to our little corner of Facebook. And I run a very tight ship. So it's not like a lot of Facebook groups where People start promoting their own nonsense and being salesy and all of that. And we do we do a little something kind of every day that, that's kind of fun. And Mr. Smith pops in, and you may actually get to know what his real name is. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's one of those names you just don't see very often. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's Aloysius. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It's not. But It's Persephone. Persephone. Yeah, he's. Did we see a dog that a do- was up for adoption named Persephone? Persephone, and I was like, "That's was like that's some bullshit." That's like where you ask your kid, like, "What should we name our dog?" And they're like, "I like purses and phones, purse phone." Yeah, yeah. something dumb like that. No, yeah. don't. Yeah, that's a dumb name. It's not Persephone. No, watches one of our listeners, and they're like, "That's." <laughs> I'm offended. That's my name. Uh, that's my family name. So come over to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Hang out with us. I do bonus trainings on Thursday. It's Get it's a really, club. really good time. Okay. Let's jump into how to make epic shit happen in 2020. Let's do it. So here's one of the major snafus and kind of pitfalls that I see when people go into the whole resolution situation. First of all, they'll set up resolutions that aren't specific at all. Yes. You know, like they'll say something like, this year I'm going to get healthy. And it's yeah. like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Is that working out a specific amount of time? Is that dental visits? Is that lifting weights? Like, what does that really mean? Is it going raw? Is it changing supplements? Or they will s- do this where they make one big category the focus. 
instead of all of the multiple areas that bring us fulfillment. So they'll say things like, this is the year of my career, or this is the year of my health, or this is the year of this. And it's one thing. And most of the time, we cater to the thing that's the most that's easiest for us. Mm-hmm. So if you're excited about your career, that's easy. But you might not want to set up any goals for your marriage if you're not that pumped about your marriage. Right. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is how to set up goals for the entirety of your life in order to build a really robust fulfillment and not just have all of your eggs in one basket. Because the reason why that's a problem is a lot of times we'll collapse our entire identity into one major area. That's why you see people who become a workaholic. Mm-hmm. They're not catering to their health or they're not catering catering to friendships or their relationships or their home. It's also why you see people who throw themselves into parenting and they become only a parent. They've forgotten who they are as a man or as a woman or however they identify or – as an artist or a philanthropist or as a liberal or a conservative, like we lose all these other elements of our identity when we make it all about one area. Now, that's not to say that there might not be one that's a little bit more important than the other, right? Absolutely. So maybe you decided to start a family this year. It might be the year of family for sure. That might be the most paramount. However, it's really important that you acknowledge what are the other things in my life that do cater to my happiness and fulfillment. Sure. So keep an eye out for that. I think there's this really big trend, and I actually love it, of saying this is my word for this year. I think that that can be a really great jumping off point, but that will not get you to a place where you accomplish jack shit. Right. You need some sort of planning. That's what we would call more of a meta view. And today we're going to be digging into some more of the micro view. So you might have a meta view of everything is about my health this year, or this is about rebuilding, or this is about abundance or connectivity or whatever word you might want. But I also want you to get down into this nitty gritty and look at how can I create action steps to accomplish these things. Sure. To make that really happen. Just add on that. I did one year where my theme word was lean. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, good. So that applies to my physicality. That applies to my finances. That applied to I was, yeah, I was, see, wasn't I? You should see Mr. Smith's head right now. He was like, and that is this, and that is this. Sassy. Uh, I'm definitely, what do they call that? The Back in, didn't they do the three snaps in a Z formation on yeah, Living it's, Color? It's called like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so it applies to everything. All the pieces of the pie go under that word. Right. Right? That's kind of what I wanted to throw in. Yeah, that that's brilliant. And you can look at how you have sort of a governing word like that, that, informs everything. So maybe it's something like connection and you look at how do I connect with friends? How do I connect with my own spirituality? How do I connect with my body? How do I connect with my partner? You know, so it could very much be a through line, but it is a concept. It's not actionable. Right. And so you need to really distill that. So we're going to get into that. But the first thing that I want you to do, and you're going to see this on the first page of your worksheets, is I want you to really take stock of what 2019 was about for you. So it's called 2019 in review. Now, I have it highlighted. Do not skip this part, okay? And (laughs) if I could reach through the airwaves and beat you over the head with this, I would because most people that I attract tend to be very high achievers slash perfectionists. So they want to focus on all the shit they have not done, which means let me plan my ass off for 2020. And they don't want to look 
at all of the amazing things they have accomplished. We have this tendency as humans to focus on all the negatives. You know, you get one negative review, you focus on that instead of all of the amazing ones that come mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Or your task list. You focus on all the shit you have not done instead of going, hey, damn, I got this done. I got that done. I got this done. So it's incredibly important, especially if you struggle with anything around self-worth. Hello, spoiler alert. Pretty much everybody does. Mm -hmm. This is imperative to do. Okay. So here are the questions. Reflecting on all that transpired in 2019, what are you most proud of? Hmm. This could be an accomplishment. This could be a breakthrough that you had. An attitude. Yeah, exactly. A perspective shift that you had. It could be something that you didn't think you were capable of. It could be leaning on somebody when you've always had the tendency to be the hero and like, oh, I can't. I can't ask for help from anyone. Mm. So look for the things that maybe aren't refrigerator worthy for your mom (laughs) you know the things that you would (laughs) want to stick on the fridge look for the things that are internal to you that meant something to you that you're most proud of maybe it was saving saving you know starting a savings account when you've always been a little bit more haphazard with your finances so start looking at like the multiple areas of your life what are you most proud of second question what was your biggest lesson learned in 2019 these are good These are really good. One of the things you can also do if you're having a hard time recollecting, this is what I do, is I look back through my calendar Mm. and I look back at like, what appointments did I have? What thing, what were on my, because I have all my tasks on my calendar as well. So I look at like, what was I doing back in June? Right. You know, did I take a trip, you know, that was really influential and I learned a lot? Was there a workshop or a retreat or something like that? So what was your biggest lesson learned in 2019? And I encourage you to be as thorough as possible with this. Use this as an actual journaling. Don't just do that thing of like, well, you said not to skip it, so I'm just going to write a one word. <laughs> the biggest lesson learned was more time for myself. No, like really get into it. The third question, what word or theme would you describe would you use to describe the role that 2019 played in your life and why? Hmm. Yeah, these are really good. Yeah. These require some thought. You can't be driving and do these. Like, you can exactly. sit down and write them out. Yeah. That's why I was saying, like, knock yourself out. You can listen to it, but sure. you have got to go get the freebie yeah. so that you can take it to the mat, as I like to say. If you're not familiar <laughs> with that, that metaphor, I oftentimes will say you can read all the books on Pilates. You know, you can consume and consume. You can listen to Pilates podcasts. But unless you actually hit the mat and do something, you're not going to get any changes in your body. The same is true for personal development. You can consume a shit ton and go, ooh, that's a really good idea. Oh, yeah, I need to do that. Oh, yeah. But unless you actually take pen to paper and get it out and make a plan, nothing's going to change, my friend. got to be actionable, yeah. So if you want a 2020 that is completely different than 2019, you are the one who needs to take ownership of that and agency and control over that. <sighs> get worked up. Ooh. Okay. So again, it's what word or theme would you use to describe the role 2019 played in your life and why? All right. Fourth question, 
this one is the tough one that I really want you to take some time with. And this is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Use the space below to list out all accomplishments from 2019 that you want to celebrate. I really like that. You get, you're kind of priming the um, – uh, like kind of getting juiced up. Yes. About, oh, well, I did all of this. What can I do in 2020? That's right? right. Yeah, which is great. Well, I think my last year, if I reflect on it and I think of like what was the theme or word, it was probably rest. Mm-hmm. You know, like rest. And I can't even quite say recovery because I don't know if I am fully like recovered health-wise. But – rest for sure. And so when I when I first started thinking about what are my accomplishments for 2019 that I want to celebrate, it's so easy for me to go into what have I not done? Uh-huh. Well, I haven't gotten my book proposal done. I haven't done. And I have to stop and go, no, you went through an entire hypnotherapy certification program right. that you did 100% on your own. You know, like that is pretty remarkable. I bought a house. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we bought a, our dream home. So there's things like that that I have to kind of take a step back and look at the things that I want to celebrate in my relationships. You know, uh, I think you, you can and... also look at it like this. If rest was your theme, did you achieve it? Yeah. Right? Right. Not I bought a house and I did this and I did that. It's like, no, the theme was rest. Right. Did I get some rest? Was I able to allow myself to do that because in our society we're so pushed for what's next, what's next, right. what's next. And we don't take care of ourselves. That's right. So, we glorify that busyness. Right. So even putting like I was able to get eight hours of sleep. That's true. Or um, I was able to get to bed by 10 o'clock instead of 12. Or, you know, yeah. those types of things are wins. Well, that just – that reminds me that I totally got a hold of my sleep in 2019. Yeah. I changed use of certain substances in 2019. <laughs> right. Like the, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And yeah, you found other substances that helped you sleep better. That's right. Um, so, yeah, those are all in accordance with your goals. That's right. Yeah. Thanks, babe. <laughs> You're welcome. That's really helpful. <laughs> but, no, I think it's it's important that when our first instinct is to go, I didn't get things done. True. You yeah. have to stop that narrative and go – but what did I get done? Yep. And again, that's another thing to kind of look back through your calendar and and look at, oh, wow, I got a lot of shit handled. Yeah. I great. hired new team members. Excuse me. All burping. In the- <laughs> nice. That's my I've job. Had, I've had a lot of Don't tea. take my job. Don't take my job. I'm the burper. <laughs> You're the burper. All yeah. right. And then finally, last question. How have you grown over the past year and who have you become? And I think th- no matter what, if it's if it's things that you've started to become that you're not as happy about, that's awareness. That's places for you to kind of look at, okay, there's some attention that I need to pay in 2020. There are some ways that you've probably grown in specific relationships where you have to look at, wow, maybe my relationship with my mom isn't stronger, but wow, have I ever grown in my own boundaries and my ability to say, hey, that's not my responsibility to take on caretaking for everybody else's emotions. So Keep in mind that there are ways that you have grown that you probably aren't shining the light on and really excavate and look for those. Okay, so that is the journaling portion. You'll find that on pages one and two. And then we jump into the wheel of life. And this is on page three. 
This is one of my favorites because it's wildly visual. So you'll see in the center, there are eight little sections that represent various areas of our life. Fun and recreation, significant other, career, money, spirituality and growth, friends and family, health, physical environment. So those eight categories are what we're using to be sort of the well-rounded areas that keep us in alignment, keep us fulfilled. So in the center, you're going to see where you can rank your level of satisfaction in all eight of these areas. So you would go, okay, in 2019, we're going to start there first. At the end of this year, what would I rank my satisfaction in the area of fun and recreation? Do I have enough fun? Maybe I give myself a six, right? Okay. Then I look at significant other. Pretty much every year I put a 10. Because I, I just feel wildly fulfilled and happy in my marriage. And we'll yeah. talk a little bit about uh, maintaining those as well. Career, I would put myself probably at like an eight. Um, there's definitely things that I want to keep going on, but I'm mm. really fucking happy with my career. So you get the point. So you start looking at level of satisfaction. Now, this isn't about whether you have a lot or a little. So for example, significant other, you might not have a significant other, but you might be super satisfied with that. You might yeah. love being alone. So you can put your level of satisfaction as being a seven, eight, nine, whatever. Right. It doesn't have to be... I'm not partnered, so it must be a zero. Now, if you do want to be partnered and you're not satisfied with that, obviously choose accordingly. Choose your number accordingly. So the first item of business is to sum up your current level of satisfaction for 2019. Then we want to move into the outer circle, which has the same eight categories, and look at what do you want to choose, where, where do you want to be level of satisfaction in 2020. Hmm. So by the same time next year, what would you want to give yourself in fun and recreation? What would you want to give yourself in health? What would you want your ranking to be in friends and family? So for instance, if you have a level of satisfaction in friends and family of a five, maybe by the end of 2020, you want, you want it to be closer to a seven. Now, I would encourage you to make them really realistic. realistic like if, yeah. if you've got something that's a zero, shoot for a three or four. Right. Don't shoot for a 10. You're just going to overwhelm yourself. And then that's where you get to the end and you're like, oh, I didn't do anything I wanted to do. And you're not setting yourself up for success. All right. So I am hoping that that's clear. That's going to be make much more sense when you actually have the planning guide in front of you. Hmm, yep. And this helps give us a little snapshot of, okay, if I currently rank my satisfaction for health, let's say, at a five, and by the end of 2020, I want it to be a seven, now I can start looking at what would bridge that gap? What, mm -hmm. what do I, what is that two point difference? Yeah, exactly. Action items. What's that two point difference? Is that related to, Fitness, is that related to injury or, you know, a disease? Is that related to, like, for me, I'm always pushing myself to make sure that I do dental checkups and get all my moles checked and, like, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, now I have to do mammograms. Mid-life <laughs> conversation. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So that that will help give you a little bit more 
uh, creativity to look at, hmm, what, what would start bridging that divide? Okay, moving on to page four. Now we're going to talk about SMART goals. And this I'm sure you've seen in plenty. SMART. SMART. Wicked SMART. Wicked SMART. (laughs) I was like, what? What? (laughs) SMART. I'm sure you've heard this in different iterations. Uh, And I have this quote here at the top of the page by Paul J. Meyer. If you are not making the progress that you would like to make and are capable of making, it is simply because your goals are not clearly defined. This is really the uh, distillation of taking the big concept of like the year is about health or the year is about my business or the year is about connection and breaking it down into a way that is actually qualifiable and quantifiable. Okay, so SMART goals. And I've seen them with different types of acronyms. I'm going to use the one that that I learned when I went through coaching school. Okay, so it is obviously an acronym. So each of the letters stand for something. So the S stands for specific. So a very smart goal would be, I want to purchase Disneyland passes for the family and plan five trips this year. If it was not specific, you might say something like, I want to do more activities with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great example. It's not, it's not measurable, which is number, which is the second one, number two, I guess. M. So we've got specific is the S, M is measurable. So you can very easily tell if you've accomplished that goal because it's very specific. Have we purchased the Disneyland passes? Have we planned out five trips per year, right? That's a lot of Disneyland. It is. But if you live in SoCal, (laughs) it's like a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Right. That's a super common thing. Like Disneyland passes is a big deal. So not smart, if you're just saying do more activities with kids, there's no way to measure whether that you've really accomplished that or not. You've just kind of like, I feel like we spent more time, but I don't know, I guess. Uh, How many times did we go? Right. Yeah, or right. You just don't know. Just doing activities is way too vague. The A stands for achievable. This is where all the perfectionists, recovering perfectionists out there, you need to check your ass on this. Is it possible to accomplish this thing? Is it within reason? Do I feel like I have the bandwidth? Do I have the resources? Is this something that could very realistically get done within a year's time? Right. The answer should be yes. Here with the do more activities with the kids idea, the goal is so nonspecific that it's it, we don't really know if it's realistic or not because we yeah. don't know how many times we're at. Is it an hour with each kid every week? Like we don't right. know what we're asking for. The R stands for resonant. This goal really resonates with me because it honors my value around family and human connection. Obviously, this is an example because I don't have children. But you want to make sure that whatever goal you are setting up, it is resonant to you, to your spirit. Not because your mom really wants you to get in shape or because your spouse really wants you to go back to school and get a degree. Like whatever the goal is, it has to be something that you want. Yeah. I like resonant better the one i heard was relative oh okay and it might be relative but it doesn't mean that it resonates yeah right so i like that better that's probably why they changed it at the coaching school Uh because it's all about like connecting to self and Mm -hmm. you know all that hippie shit i love (laughs) okay so we've got specific measurable achievable resonant and finally time oriented so with this example, by setting this goal, you have included 
time a time measurement factor. You want to accomplish this all within a year. And then when we break it down on the following pages, you'll actually specify the distinct dates that you would go on these five trips. Like, okay, well, there's always a break in the spring. There's a break around the holidays. There's a break here. I can take off time here, whatever. So just saying things like do more activities, too vague, right? So SMAT, Wicked SMAT Girls. So that page is, there's nothing for you to fill in. It's just an example because I do hear this all the time where people say, I just need to get back to my old routine. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the old routine? Yeah. Write it out. Is that 30-minute workouts? Is that hour-long workouts? Are they outside? Are they inside? Are they with other people? Or what time of the day are they? You know, getting really, really crystal clear about that. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to page five and six. So here's what you're going to see. You will have all of those eight Wheel of Life categories listed out for you to start creating a goal. And then a goal date. When do you want to accomplish these things? And then there's a little column on the right to just run it through that smart goal filter. So whenever you've set something up for yourself, go back onto page four, I believe it is, and look at, okay, is this specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Does it really resonate with me? Or is it just something I feel like I have to do or I should do? Or I've invested all of this time in my master's. I should complete it when mm-hmm. you just want to go be an artist. Right. Make that would sure- be relevant, right? Right. Not resonant. Right. Or was it relatable or I thought it was. Relevant. Relevant. Relevant is how I've heard of it. I'm sure there's. I thought you said something different just now. Anyway, I yeah. could be totally wrong. But, or t- and time-oriented. Okay. So the way I would suggest using pages five and six, I would do a major goal up at the top. So let's say it's physical environment. Okay. And our physical environment, which is which can be anything from the city and state that you live in to country that you live in, all the way down to your actual residence and who you live with. You know, do you enjoy your immediate physical environment? It could even be what room you stay in in your home, you know, things like that. So keep that in mind. So so let's say your big goal, and this was very much one of ours, was buy a new home. Yep. For physical environment, buy a new home. So if we have that big goal and we say, okay, buy when – And for us, it was summer of 2019, which we did. Yay. Yay. Summer of 2019. Then I'm going to also have a bunch of sub goals. So if that's the end result, now we have to start working backward and start going, okay, what else supports that? Well, we obviously need to get an agent. uh, And we, we really kind of deconstructed it and worked backwards. And we started before we even got our loan approval we started looking at houses so that we were really on the same page of what our deal breakers were, the things that we had to have. We uh, Another one of our goals was we got our finances in order and figured out what sort of a payment did we want to have. Right. That's a sub-goal. Getting the loan process approved is a sub-goal. Looking at insurance. That's right. And you know, kind of doing your reconnaissance on how much it's going to cost. That's right. What's the best plan for us? Those kinds of things. That was a sub goal. Saving for decoration 
and uh-huh. furnishing yep. was another sub goal. So that's that's just an idea. Some of them you might not have to have that as much. You might have instead of a massive goal, you might have just a handful of different ones. So for instance, under health, you might have book two dental appointments this year, two cleanings. And so you might say, okay, I want one in November and I want one in May. Then you might have another goal of take care of my woman's wellness exam. Make sure that I do that by June. And then let's say I want to also find a Find a new fitness program that I can do three times a week that I absolutely love. And I want that in place by this specific day. Now, that one might have sub goals. You might have to research that. You might have to ask around. You might have to hire a trainer. But you you can use this format however it serves you the best. But keep in mind that it's highly likely that you're going to have supporting goals or sub goals. Be sure that as you go through this, you are doing every category. Now, they might not all be as grandiose as others. For example, wanting to buy a house, that was a pretty big part of our 2019. It took up many, many months. We did not anticipate that. But that was one of the huge pieces of our year. So maybe fun and recreation, we didn't get to go to Ireland the way we wanted to. But we did get to go to smaller little vacations. Or we did get to set up get-togethers with new friends. Or we did get to go to the Whitewater Center and go rock climbing and stuff like that. So there might be one that takes that monopolizes your year a little bit more, but you still want to pay attention. Like the the example I used earlier about, you know, maybe you're having a baby for the first time this year. And so family and significant other and probably personal environment or physical environment, those are going to be really, really big for you this year. Right. But don't forget about money. Don't forget about career. Don't forget about health. Don't forget about friends and family. Mm-hmm. It might be really small goals. Like I just want to make sure that I'm taking vitamins every day. You know, it might not sure. be as huge like I want to lose 100 pounds. It might be incremental. Mm-hmm. So be really gentle with yourself about what area needs the most attention and then be be vigilant in putting something in every category that's doable so that you're catering to your entire life. And keep in mind what I mentioned towards the beginning of the show, that it's always going to be our pull to work on the things that sound fun. So if it doesn't feel exciting to work on your health, you probably need to. (laughs) If it doesn't feel very exciting to work on your finances and your financial house, you probably need to. There's probably something you're avoiding, something that's being a little negligent. I think that's that's our human tendency is like, oh, let me throw myself into my work because I don't want to deal with my marriage or, <laughs> yeah. or my family or whatever. Is there anything else you wanted to throw into the mix just about goal setting or making sure that these happen? One of the letters that's most important to me that really drives me is the relevant or resonant. Yes. It's not just like uh, read a book a month. It's like, okay, why? Right. What are you doing that for? Are you doing it just because you read something that said, you know, the top CEOs read 12 (laughs) books a year? Or are you doing it because you really want to gain some knowledge or um, it it, uh, propels you in some other way? Right. Right? Like what is the real reason behind those goals? I think it's important to do that because otherwise they're just checking boxes. That's right. And that's not the point. 
The point is not to say, yep, did that. Yep, did that. It's does it fulfill me? Right. Absolutely. So to me, all of those letters are important because you got to be wicked smart. You got to wicked smart. But the R is the most one for, important to me because it's your goals. Right. They're for you. That's right. So they have to resonate with you. That's a beautiful point. I think I think for me, I get really caught up in the specificity part of them being needing to be specific. Yeah. But you're right. If they're not resonant, then you are just checking off boxes. Right. It's a it's They can a be mess. specific as hell, but for what for what what end? Right? Yeah, exactly. The other addition that I'll add here too is once you've completed pages, is it six and seven or five and six? Once you've gotten all of those details out and you've looked at the chronology of here's when I want to accomplish these various things, then you go to your calendar. Yeah. Then you connect with your partner if you need to make sure that you're cohesive about scheduling and stuff. You then get it into whatever format makes you actionable. Do you need alarms on your phone? Is it your to-do list? Is it your calendar? Is it hiring a coach? Is it something like that where you need accountability in accomplishing your goals? So keep in mind that you can't just like set it and forget it. You have to get it into some sort of format that actually gets you into into action. Yep. Cool. Well, I think that's it. I'm hoping that you all enjoyed this lovely episode of planning for the next year. And I just want you to know that whatever your goals are and whatever you want to accomplish, it's it is absolutely possible. It I don't know if you've heard that quote of whether you believe you can or you can't, either way you're right. Yes. I think it was so, Henry Ford, wasn't it? I don't know. I, I can't remember who that it was. It might be. But I think it's really important because so much of what we do and what we go after is mindset. Yeah. It's you know, it's not that people who are super successful have all the secret sauce or they're these crazy geniuses. In some cases they are. But a lot of people it, who are wildly successful just have the mindset of success yeah. and believe that they are worthy of it and that they're deserving of it. So that is absolutely available for you as well. And I think that's everything. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out. <laughs>